Welcome everybody to the first episode of React Native Podcast that we are hosting at Coldstack. Today with me uh, is uh, the first special guest, uh, Mike P, who works with me at Coldstack. Uh, so just to break the ice, Mike, if you could tell us a bit more about yourself and what are you doing at Coldstack? Uh, so hey, um, I'm Michal. I worked. Uh, I work as a software developer and a team leader here at Coldstack. Um, yeah, on, a, on a daily basis, I develop React Native apps for for our clients and uh, and a few open source libraries uh, like React Native Testing Library, Snapshot Dev, Jest, uh, React Native CLI, uh, and probably a bunch of others. Uh, guess that's it. Cool, cool. Thanks for thanks for thanks for doing that. Am I right that uh, that you're wearing a uh, either Jest or Hacktoberfest T-shirt right now? No, this is Hacktoberfest. <laughs> there, yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. So you're also very very uh, into open source, and uh, um, uh, the reason I'm bringing up Jest T-shirt is that we are also doing a lot of contributions to that library. In fact, I think ever since I met you. Uh, uh, that, that was one of one of the one of the reasons why why we met. And I and I, if I remember correctly, um, you were actually wearing just t-shirt the first time we met. So that's how I, I uh, how, how it all started. So uh, interesting insight. Anyway, um, uh, now that we are talking about just, I think one 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 thing that is very very special and and uh, special about you is that you are very very into testing. And every time we talk about testing here at Coldstack. You seem to speak up and bring uh, a lot of great insights. Uh, so t- tell me a bit more about that. How, 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 where, where is the passion to testing coming from? Because I think that it's not that popular topic amongst us. Uh, we, we prefer to write and, and just release and ship it and forget. But you are always the, the one who's, who's reminding us that we should test it all. So how where it all started? What's the story behind that? Yeah, so it started by accident, actually. Um, so... I started to follow a bunch of people on on Twitter, and uh, and somebody um, encouraged like new contributions to to a few open source libraries, and it turned out that one of them is uh, is Jest, and it was like almost just uh, rewritten to be to be usable by Christoph Nakazawa. And uh, and somehow it turned out that I started to contribute to this library, and uh, and get and and that's what I got interested into uh, into testing, right? Because um, I was kind of ashamed that uh, prior to those uh, first contributions, uh, I didn't test my software, and I heard that you should write tests, uh, like unit integration tests. Uh, backend developers do it all the time, and when it comes to frontend development, it's kind of sticky, slippery topic, right? So, uh, not not too many uh, people knew at the time how to efficiently test software, um, yeah. test our JavaScript, some interactions, then React. Um, so, so that's how I got like gradually interested in the, into the topic and. Uh, um, yeah, yeah that's, that's basically <laughs> I think, it. Yeah, I think that I'm, I'm one of these developers that you're talking about because uh, ever since I remember, I always had problems differentiating end-to-end tests from you know black box tests, integration tests, and all these kind of things. I guess 
the only piece of testing that I really mastered when I was just starting was unit tests because that was the easiest thing to do. <laughs> but rather than that, uh, you know, uh, I think that working with you, I actually learned a lot about these things. So uh, that was awesome. Uh, cool. So I, I, uh, uh, getting getting a bit more to the topic of, of today's podcast, um, which is uh, a React Native testing library. Uh, it, it is a utility for, for testing React Native apps that you've been working on. Um, so um, I think you are the best person to tell everybody listening to us, what is this library doing and, and what is the case use case for it? Uh, so if you could just uh, if we could just start with a uh, very very brief introduction to how it all started mm -hmm. and 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 why I should choose that library uh, um, from amongst all the others that exist in the ecosystem. Yeah. So maybe let's start what the React Native Testing Library is. So yeah. The if you're familiar with uh, with React Testing Library or uh, DOM Testing Library or other testing libraries um, started by, by Kent, C-Dots, uh, uh, then React Native Testing Library is like re-implementation of uh, the same APIs in the React Native realm. Um, so the difference is that we, uh, our library is not dependent on uh, DOM APIs because we don't run uh, React Native in, in DOM, we run uh, uh, in JavaScript environment with some special functions, uh, but it's it's pretty far away from from DOM, right? So uh, so we render into uh, custom Node.js environment, and uh, and to do that, we as as an implementation detail of the library, we don't use uh, the uh, JavaScript DOM implementations, but rather use React test render to do the stuff for us. And, uh, and because we realized that using React Test Renderer is, uh, uh, like the experience is, is not so great. Like you have to wrap everything in Act, you, you have to um, manipulate the instances, you can access some, um, some basically implementation details of, of a component. So, um, it it was uh, it was like doing one of the projects uh, when we were writing tests for for one of our clients. We realized that uh, it's really cumbersome to to use this, and we also didn't want to use Ansem uh, because it kind of encouraged you to uh, to write tests that. Uh, that are certain implementation details, for example, change the state of the component. And, uh, and, and at the time, there was really close to, uh, uh, like React was really close to release React hooks. And it turned out that all of those tests, all of those tests written in Ensem uh, would have to be rewritten, for example. So we, turned, uh, we, we came up with, uh, with our own uh, set of helpers. And uh, and React as a library came out at the, um, a few few months later, if I correct, if I remember correctly. So we got inspired by their APIs and uh, kind of re-implemented this. Uh, so that's the story behind the library. Uh, we try to be as compatible uh, with the with the rest of the ecosystem, the rest of the libraries as possible. Uh, but historically, we started from 
from a different place and kind of uh, we're just getting into this um, compatibility. Uh, so yeah. we had some APIs that were, uh, as we mark them today, unsafe, um, uh, or, or we allowed for uh, for shallow rendering, for example. Uh, so uh, so it took us time to to gradually uh, migrate off of those APIs, uh, and today we can say that we're almost compatible with. Uh, like as as much as we can basically we, uh, so so the goal is if if you render if you test your react apps with react SM library uh, you should be able to seamlessly go to react native and use a different library but with with the same habits same um, same helpers and and same ecosystem okay so if I'm getting this right uh, the idea with uh, with the library is to focus on on not testing the internals and not depending on what's inside but rather using those uh, those those APIs uh, that, that we refer to as queries uh, for, for for doing things mm -hmm. yes uh, that's that's basically it uh, our uh, one of the main goals of the library is to uh, make it very hard to assert on the implementation details of the React components that you test. So we want to be as close to the um, user interactions uh, and, and user experience as possible. So the queries are, uh, uh, they allow you to, to find elements on your screen by text or by some accessibility helpers or input values, but you're not allowed to uh, manually uh, change the state of your component, or uh, or grab some uh, I don't know find find a specific prop or of a component and uh, or find it by by a name uh, and, and kind of get away with that uh, with, with your writing test. So we we want our tests to resemble. Um, how the user is actually using the the app so um so that's the that's the main goal and uh and the rest is like the whole api is is a reflection of this of this idea okay cool so i understand uh so so that makes a lot of sense and i guess just to just to just to just to clear it up um because uh, you mentioned the, the two alternatives uh, that are available were the enzyme and react test renderer um, so, so I guess I guess um, the difference from the first one was uh, the, the the shallow versus deep rendering. Um, did I did I get this right? Uh, so not exactly. So uh, okay, Ensem is uh, it's a really good library, right? So it's it's pretty versatile. Uh, you can uh, uh, you can write your unit tests uh, by shallow rendering stuff. You can write. You, you can render deeply into the um, into the DOM structure, DOM hierarchy. Uh, so you can do a lot. And the problem is that you probably can do too much, right? So so okay. that was the problem with Ensem. And uh, it turned out that the, uh, the that developers and uh, the community uh, around Ensem uh, started to exploit some. Uh, unsafe testing patterns that uh, uh, in in the future uh, they they made it harder for you to 
for example, refactor your code structurally yeah. uh, when you were migrating from uh, React classes to, to hooks, to, to functions, for example. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, so that's about it. I, I don't, uh, I won't say that uh, um, Enzyme is a bad library. It's, uh, it just allows for too much. And our um, idea is to uh, not allow uh, for developers to do anything, but uh, just enough to, to be productive of yeah. writing tests. And I and I think and I think this was um, this is also something that you share uh, with the testing library itself. I, I I think one can't open source this whole concept because I, I think testing library is more of a concept. It was more like a paradigm for testing in general um, with specific implementations, right? Um, do you, do you do you do you know like what were the the, the core principles of of that pattern of that approach? I think the, the the one that you said, which is not rely on the internals, uh, was the was the was the was the one thing. Uh, is there anything else that mm -hmm. Kant and, and the whole testing library community truly believes uh, believes in? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the testing library, uh, it's an organization uh, on, okay. on GitHub, for example. Now, so there is a whole community. Uh, around it, and they believe that uh, your tests should resemble the way your user uses your app, and and that's that's it. And th this determines uh, the um, uh, like inability to test uh, implementation details, and uh, and the API uh, that's. Uh, um, more resembling end-to-end -end testing uh, frameworks where you can click, uh, send an event, yeah. uh, find something by text. This is, this is not a regular uh, unit testing. It's, it, it's like uh, the API evolved in, in a way that uh, you're writing your queries as you would be a user uh, to, that want to achieve some specific uh, goal or uh, or go through a specific flow of the application, but you're still rendered in uh, in, in the emulated JavaScript environment. So, so you don't have to pay the cost of running emulator or a browser or anything like this. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think this is why it is just much easier and faster to set it up compared to alternatives such as uh, Detox, I guess, uh, which is also the library that you had a lot of experience with. If I if I recall, mm -hmm. I, I won't say I have too. I have a lot of experience with with detox. Uh, <laughs> I've just 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 enough to to be productive, right? Uh, oh, and yeah. uh, detox is a completely different library. Uh, it's uh, it's end to end testing or or UI testing or functional, uh, however you like to call it. Uh, the thing is that it we we shouldn't write too much of. Uh, 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 or too, too many of the end-to-end uh, -end tests um, because of their qualities, right? They, they serve as really nice indication that our app actually works from end-to-end, -end, um, involving our front-end, back-end uh, databases, uh, transport layers, uh, and all of that. So, so that's, that's the great thing about end-to-end -end testing, and Detox allow us to, to do so. Uh, but it's also um, a uh, um, a shortcoming, right? So uh, 
Yeah. Because you have yeah. so many systems involved, a lot more can go wrong, basically, right? Yeah, we've been we've been we've been running detox uh, on the React Native repo, and you know every time I've been working on the release, uh, the, I understand that they can go wrong from time to time. So if you are <laughs> looking for something one hundred percent stable, uh, this might not be the best option. Uh, which is not the detox fault itself; it's just how the things work these days. Um, Cool. Yeah, that, uh, so that's how, actually pretty. Yeah. That's actually pretty nice that React Native is using uh, a community library like Detox to uh, yeah. to test their uh, their app end to end. Uh, yeah, I heard it's really really fun stuff to do to uh, resolve the Detox errors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this is, it is not something that I usually do. I just report stuff, so I'm on this easier side of things, just testing. Uh, but but yeah, you're right. And um, um, the good thing though about this is that every time we re upgrade React Native to a newer version, we can make sure that Detox works, which historically been a problem because um, there were some breaking changes, and you know it's been it's been it's been tough from time to time. But yeah. the, the Detox team's been doing great job, so um, kudos on that for them. Uh, cool, Mike. So, how about you kind of maybe give us a quick run through some examples that you have in the docs, and maybe maybe show us how these uh, things work in practice. Um, I got a I got a brief understanding of you know uh, what's going on about this React Native testing library, but because I'm more of a CTO slash manager kind of guy these days, um, this kind of uh, run through the docs will be a uh, good for me and for those of of our uh, listeners. Uh, that haven't used this library before. So, uh, how about how about doing a quick uh, demo of the library? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so this is our uh, our website. Uh, it's um, it's rendered. I mean, it's, it's it's hosted on the GitHub pages. Um, we built it with, with Docuzarus library uh, from our main nice. repository, and. Um, I must say it's really a pleasure to work with Docuzarus. There is uh, almost no uh, hacking we need to do to uh, to be happy about, and it supports dark mode. So there you go. Way. That's yeah. a nice touch. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, these are like the the goals of the library that uh, we uh, we want our tests to be maintainable, reliable, and uh, and and the app. The library is community driven. Yeah, uh, I'd so love, I'd love, I'd love my tests to be community driven, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Callstack is is like one of the leading companies in the React Native ecosystem, and we are uh, um, we are proud that we can uh, support so many libraries, and uh, React Native testing library is is one of them. So. Want to make sure that uh, um, that people see that uh, uh, the developers uh, realize that uh, the same people that work on other React Native libraries um, also work on their um, testing libraries. So, so I think I think that's uh, um, that's nice. And uh, here we have some introduction. If you're new to the library. Uh, this, this is a some contrived example. We, uh, I can go through it. Uh, we can import like render and fire event uh, um, helpers from the React Native testing library. Uh, we import our test components. We 
write a test, uh, we set up some data, uh, some mocks, and, and this is a crucial part. We render our component. Um, yeah. yeah it's, uh, we pass it some props that we want to test on, uh, our mocks if you want to test on subnet. And uh, once it's rendered, it returns an object with a bunch of helpers uh, and how we call them queries. So those queries uh, are like this one, get by accessibility label. Uh, so we can find a specific accessibility label in the view hierarchy, or we can uh, find something by text. Um, and so uh, once we have those um, queries selected, we can uh, we can call them with specific inputs. So uh, so here we, for example, want to um, find answer input by accessibility label because we we know. Uh, it's it's a thing, and uh, if there's a person with, uh, if there's a user uh, with a, a voiceover or uh, uh, or similar technology uh, using our app, uh, we can be sure that our uh, like this part of our app is accessible, uh, and uh, we embrace that in in tests. So it's also it's sometimes hard to figure out how to grab something interactable or uh, or an image or so. And then it turns out that our uh, non-visual uh, users also have those problems. So, uh, so yeah. by focusing on, uh, on restricting this API, uh, we try to uh, make developers think about uh, their accessibility. Uh, in in their apps, so now we have uh, grabbed our inputs and uh, and we can fire some events like we can change the text inside the input because uh, uh, the the input can uh, have the unchanged text uh, prop that uh, uh, that it respects when when the user input is uh, is inserted and uh, so so we we can use fire event. Uh, to emulate that, uh, it's uh, we can emulate any event, uh, but there um, there are free um, free events that we uh, make it that are like pre nah, um, predefined. Yeah. So 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 the, like we uh, uh, how to like. To nicely say it, yeah, uh, they're like baked in into uh, hard coded. Events. So, yeah, yeah. So, so the so those events are uh, the ones that users are using uh, are most likely using, which is change text, which is pressing, and scrolling. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So we can, uh, uh, as you can see, we we find an instance that was found. Uh, by the by the query uh, and we can we can make another query to to get this instance like in, in this case we uh, we look for a submit text into um, inside our view hierarchy and press it as the user would yeah. do and then we um, um, we check if um, if if our unsubmit was called with specific uh, 
uh, specific uh, data, right? So, so uh, just one, just one question. Uh, actually, I got a lot of them, but uh, need to make sure we fit in time. Uh, so I can see that there, there is two kinds of uh, functions that we work with. Some of them are coming from the React Native Testing Library namespace, and they seem to be like global functions. And we also have some, uh, some like an object with those queries returned from render function, and these are mm -hmm. scoped, let's say, uh, to the component itself, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So my next question was like, what are all the queries uh, that I should be aware of? Uh, apart from get by text and get all by uh, accessibility label. I'm not sure if that's what you were, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's what you were going to talk about anyway, but just wanted to uh, bring that up. So uh, we have uh, we have a handful of, of methods here and uh, render is, is the most important of them. We, we just uh, got to know it uh, when we got through that basic example. Yeah. Um, we have cleanup that's that's being called automatically, so you don't ever have to think about it. It unmounts your components, so 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 your uh, data from your uh, components uh, does not leak to another test. Uh, we have fire event. We also uh, know that already. Uh, yeah. There's uh, a bunch of predefined uh, fire events like compress, change text, scroll. Uh, we have wait for, which is handful. Uh, if we want to wait for some non-deterministic periods um, of time until uh, an element appears or times out, and so this can be um, element appearing in our view hierarchy or basically anything else. This is so, so if I have generic. something, so if I have something async going on, uh, this is this is what I should probably use to just wait for for it to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, th there are better ways to do it. So wait for us. Uh, uh, also, this is API that you probably not need to uh, to use too, too often, at least. Okay. There is a wait for element to be removed, which is the opposite um, of the wait for. And it's it's helpful to uh, to test if some something disappeared from uh, from the screen, for example, mm -hmm. uh, after some animation is done. Or so um, uh, we have a within. This is pretty uh, interesting one. Uh, once you once you render some once you render your component and have the queries available, uh, it may happen that the component is so big that you want to scope the um, uh, those queries to some smaller chunk uh, of that component. So within this uh, is basically this. It will. Uh, it takes an instance that you uh, that you just took and uh, that you that you just um, found, for example, with uh, um, with, a, with another query, and and you can search inside um, okay, cool. this new instance. So um, and and it only um, only return a query. So the uh, some some other methods uh, returned by render. Uh, are are not available here. Just yeah, makes makes sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we have the query and query all APIs. Uh, this is stuff returned from render, and we have act, which is uh, which is a helper from the React as render, and it's uh, re-exported uh, almost directly. We support uh, 
a synchronous and asynchronous uh, uh, version of, of ACT. And, uh, and yeah, we can go back to the render. And the interesting thing is this queries, right? So um, we know that we can, um, we can return some queries that will allow us to get graph stuff by text or by accessibility. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get to the list of them uh, soon. And the render also returns uh, a few other helpers uh, scoped to this very component that we are rendering. Uh, for example, update uh, or uh, alias re-render, which will re-render our component if we want to test uh, mounting and unmounting, for example. Uh, we can unmount a, a, a component. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that was that was wrong. Re-render will <laughs> just re-render it once unmount. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. Uh, so for mount mount, we have another options. We we have a debug that will return a <clears throat> a shallow or uh, or deep um, hierarchy pretty printed in our console. And we have the JSON, which, uh, which will return the, um, the, the JSON hierarchy um, of, our, um, of, of our view that we, that we just rendered. And this may be helpful for, uh, for some snapshot testing. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's exactly what I thought when you said JSON. Uh, I was like, Snapshot testing is going to be the way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. So uh, we can jump to queries, and uh, uh, queries have a few variants, right? So okay. uh, those variants are get, query, and find. And uh, uh, the, the difference is that uh, they, they all uh, allow you to do the same. They, they, they allow you to use those queries, which work uh, which grab uh, the uh, React test instances by text or by placeholder, mm -hmm. test ID, accessibility label, and such. Uh, but but they behave a bit differently in terms of uh, throwing uh, of what what's happening when a specific instance is found or not. So get by and get all by will will. Uh, so get by will uh, return a query, uh, will return a test uh, instance of uh, um, of what we want to find, and if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't find any anything that that's matching the query, it will throw an error. That's important stuff, and uh, and similar is uh, for the get all by. It will return an array of matching uh, nodes for a query and throw an error if there's no element match. So query is just like get by, but it won't throw. It will return null. And it's also uh, convenient to use sometimes if you want to see if, if an element uh, is, doesn't exist in the hierarchy and yeah. we don't want to play with uh, uh, catching the error and such. Query all by same, but with uh, with multiple uh, multiple items. If there's no items found, it will return an empty array. And find by is a convenience wrapper around the the get by. Uh, plus, it's uh, it's running wait for underneath. So it's an asynchronous query. That that we uh, we believe uh, you should be using most of the time, uh, 
because it's very convenient. Uh, it, there is a lot of asynchronous stuff uh, happening when when rendering our views and our components. Uh, so instead of using wait for directly, we can use uh, await find by some query, and it will it will wait for an element to appear, for example, or a bunch of elements to appear in our hierarchy. So we don't ever have to think about asynchronity in our apps. It's, uh, um, it's very nice uh, upgrade from using get by and query by and plus wait for. And the, um, and, and, and the good thing that the library is doing for you, uh, as, I, as I mentioned about this act, is, is that whenever we render uh, or update or uh, wait for an element, uh, we we wrap those updates in act for you. So uh, so there is only a bunch of uh, scenarios where you actually need to use act directly. Uh, most of the time, you don't ever have to think about it. Okay, and what, what does this act function itself is doing? Are we supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so act is a helper from from the React test renderer. Uh, that uh, makes your test behave, uh, makes React behave uh, more similar um, to the browser environment in your testing environment. So, okay. uh, what what uh, uh, what they mean by that is uh, React can, uh, for example, patch multiple state updates in 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 a in a uh, in a one update, for example, so uh, they they can do it uh, in uh, probably in uh, in concurrent mode. Uh, they can add it uh, sooner or later, and uh, and when they dispatch uh, uh, because they have a synthetic event implementation, uh, they can do a bunch of uh, um, crazy and less crazy optimization to. Uh, optimizations to to how the events are passed in the browser, uh, so they can pass them directly or batch them in multiple groups. So uh, the act is a way to uh, pr preserve this behavior inside node environment. Uh, so whenever you're trying to uh, um, to update state of your component uh, and don't use act to uh, uh, and don't wrap this state update uh, in, in, inside the act uh, helper, uh, React test render will yell at you that uh, you didn't wrap your uh, state update, uh, just do it, right? So, yeah. uh, so our library uh, does it for you, uh, so you almost never have to uh, think about it. Uh, but there are times where uh, where those warnings will still happen, uh, but it's 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 not a shortcoming of the library. It's uh, yeah. Uh, it's React uh, core team uh, preventing you from from doing uh, some silly errors that you may have not thought about it. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, so thanks for doing that deep dive into the API. That was very insightful. Um, there is one question that I wanted wanted to ask you, and I know that you love this question. Uh, and the question is, uh, how is React Native testing library uh, different from a uh, something that I've uh, that I've heard 
native testing library, which is actually listed on the on the testing library website. Um, what's the story behind that? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Why that change? And and, and can we expect anything uh, to happen around that? Yeah. So uh, every time we release a new version of the library, we get asked the same questions. Why are we? <laughs> Uh, why did we ended up having two libraries doing uh, exactly the same? Uh, so the, the, the thing number one is that they are not the same. Uh, they have the same APIs, uh, or very similar at least. Uh, they work differently under the hood. And, uh, and our library was the first one uh, to, to come up uh, as an open source library. And this, this native testing library, uh, which is renamed uh, as an official testing library slash React Native, um, was uh, created a bit later. Uh, and it was uh, actually created like behind our backs. Um, we, we didn't like this situation. We had, uh, um, we had some uh, offline conversations uh, with, with Kent and, uh, and the a creator of the library, and uh, that this is not an optimal situation for uh, for our community. But in the end, we um, uh, we didn't come up with uh, with the agreement on uh, what to do in this situation. So uh, so we kept the status quo uh, by having two libraries. So uh, so the one the official one is uh, is not our library, but our library is. Uh, um, it's, it's, as, as we already, uh, as we say it on, uh, on the documentation, it's, it's community-driven and uh, specifically React Native community-driven and uh, developed by uh, Callstack, which invests a lot in, into making this, this library usable and uh, easy to maintain. And the maintainability is the biggest difference between those libraries uh, so our idea is to uh, is to have a th thinnest possible abstraction layer or top on top over the React test render, and uh, not introducing uh, any hacks specific to to React Native. Uh, so 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 some React Native uh, um, APIs that or uh, uh, actually React Native mocks. Uh, that are, uh, let's say, not uh, not ideally uh, re-implemented in, inside JavaScript from their uh, native components. Um, we we don't do anything to, to fix them, right? We uh, we believe that they should be fixed upstream, while the other library uh, tries to fix stuff that React Native mocks break, for example. Okay, um, so that's the uh, uh, that's the biggest difference, and it allows us to move really fast to be compatible with any version of React Native. While the second library has uh, currently uh, issues with with the maintenance maintenance, um, uh, and uh, and and that's because the uh, the way the uh, um, uh, they wanted to deal with uh, with problems that were, in our opinion, 
not a responsibility of a tested library, but related itself. I see, uh, so, I see. So that's how it looks today. And, uh, uh, but there is, there is, uh, there is actually a, uh, some, some bright future uh, ahead, ahead of us because uh, with the, like one of the, um, one other difference between our libraries is that we, uh, in our version one, allowed for shallow rendering or, uh, or introduced some uh, unsafe, uh, unsafe queries that were not aligned with the uh, guiding principles of, uh, of testing library. I guess and that was so, one of those uh, problems between like testing yes. library one and, yeah. and, and two. Yeah, and uh, the, the thing is that we couldn't uh, migrate off of those uh, uh, APIs too fast and uh, just break everybody because uh, there were already uh, a lot of users, including our clients, uh, that were using this library. So we, we couldn't afford uh, to, to break everything to, so, so that we're uh, now officially um, uh, compatible with the guiding principles of this nice language. so so we've came up with uh, with a long plan uh, on how to address the, all of those issues uh, and uh, and that's how we came up with uh, v2 which which got released a few weeks ago uh, and and v2 is uh, is fairly easy to uh, to upgrade from the v1 uh, we've uh, prepared a thorough migration guide, blog post, uh, with rationale uh, behind our decisions. And with this version, we are practically compatible with, uh, um, with, the, uh, with other testing libraries, uh, with, with their APIs. Uh, we made sure that, um, that the React Native testing library is, uh, is compatible with uh, also, some community libraries around uh, ESLint uh, uh, or uh, or custom JS matchers. So, so we did a, a lot of work uh, to uh, that was incremental and uh, and allow everybody to to upgrade seamlessly, um, or at, at least we we hope so that it's it's a seamless upgrade. We we didn't have we didn't see uh, too many issues. Um, uh, when upgrading our uh, internal apps uh, or, or our clients' apps, and 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 also, it's uh, it's been a few weeks already uh, since the release of V2, and uh, um, we didn't have any um, um, didn't have any uh, uh, like issues created around the. Pain yeah. for upgrading. So, uh, so we read this as a small success that we uh, we managed to uh, remove or at least rename some of the um, um, dangerous APIs and allow for uh, gradual upgrade to yeah. uh, to our users. And this was. Um, uh, uh, it seems like this was a uh, also a sign to to Kent, uh, the creator of this libraries, uh, that uh, maybe it's time to uh, to do something about those uh, uh, the split inside the community 
that we have two, two libraries for testing Ring Native. And we're actually, uh, like right now, we, uh, we, we have uh, like almost clear path to, to resolve this situation. And in the nearest future, uh, our library will, um, will hopefully become the library to test React Native. Uh, and uh, the second one uh, will be phased out. Uh, and uh, the missing part is, is that we need to come up with, uh, with a good migration strategy, which shouldn't be problematic because the APIs are, uh, yeah. are the same. Um, but we wanna, we wanna make it as easy for the community as, uh, as possible. And this is actually very, very exciting <clears throat> that after all this time, uh, after having two libraries doing the same, uh, we end up like joining them and uh, have the best of uh, both worlds. Yeah, yeah. It's I guess it's 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 good to see some positive uh, feedback out coming out of you know healthy competition happening inside the community with two libraries trying to kind of become the uh, de facto standard for for testing. So. It's good to, good to see that I'm really excited about that because I know that you've been spending a lot of your time and energy into kind of doing that and because you're passionate about testing, you're like fully immersed uh, by the library. So uh, you mentioned already um, you mentioned already that the V2 is, is, is the library where you, is the version where you, you, you're finally compatible with the guiding principles and, and that's one thing. Um, so I just wanted to ask if there is anything that you wanted to highlight as far as V2, if, if there is anybody listening to us that been using V1, um, I guess that might be, it might be worth to just quickly glance for the most important changes. Uh, and if there is anything that you wanted to highlight, please do. I'm, I'm really curious about what's inside. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, of course. So uh, uh, we, uh, we introduced uh, a bunch of um, upgrades and cleanups uh, inside uh, uh, V2, but they were, uh, like some of them were uh, only uh, like maintenance-wise, uh, which is, uh, for example, dropping Node 8 that reached uh, end of life uh, with, with the end of 2019. Um, yeah. And uh, we also removed, uh, oh, I'll just go one by one. Uh, we've introduced a automatic cleanup, uh, which nice. also works the same in the, um, in the React uh, testing library. It's even more... Uh, important there because it also cleans up the, the DOM state. We don't use DOM, so we only um, unmount the component, and we use the same uh, the same APIs to uh, as the React testing library uh, to uh, to enable or disable uh, this behavior. So, uh, so that that's one of the uh, compatibility changes. Another one is. Uh, Wait for API changes. Uh, our the signature of uh, and the name of our uh, wait for element uh, function was a bit different. Uh, so we've made it uh, that it's it's exactly the same as the testing library. So it's named to wait for. Uh, yeah. It has options object. Uh, fairly trivial upgrade. Uh, uh, there's not too many users that tweak those options anyway. So it's. It, it, 90% of uh, changes is just rename wait for element to wait for. Yeah. Um, also, uh, wait for another um, 
like productivity and uh, ease of use upgrade is that we now wrap uh, wait for calls inside uh, inside Act, so we don't have to think about it. And uh, and we also in the uh, in the in the last version of uh, of version one, um, we introduced the find a buy, which which uh, which was also missing from our API. Uh, so we removed a global debug function. This was something that we introduced uh, in the very first version. And then it turned out that uh, it's easier to use debug directly from the rendered uh, component because we, we are usually interested in that. Uh, so, so we removed, uh, remo removed the, uh, the legacy helper. We removed the shallow function, uh, which is a very simple implementation. So if anybody wants to use shallow rendering, uh, and there are some uh, justifications to use it if you're, uh, uh, if you're heavily uh, invested into unit testing, uh, like very, very unit testing of your uh, React components. Uh, but the, the thing is that those components need to be super simple. And uh, if, you, if you add state to it, you may have troubles with difference uh, yeah. between shallow and deep rendering. So we generally discourage from using that. That's why uh, um, that's why we remove it, removed it. Uh, but yeah, if if you if you use shallow in your test, you can re-implement uh, it with with this few lines of code and uh, migrate off of this API later. Uh, we removed. Nice. Um, a some, lot of some other, yeah. I mean, the, just just we removed one actually one uh, one query which is by name. It was All right. Uh, uh, it was very it was a mistake from from the very beginning. But we we actually used this API in, uh, in some of our apps. So we deprecated it like a year ago, uh, and uh, um, and we spawned uh, warnings for that. And now it's uh, now it's completely. Removed. Uh, so, so if you uh, if you relied on uh, get by name, uh, I mean it, you already uh, been warned, uh, and uh, now it's just just uh, uh, impossible to use it. It's yeah. uh, very it's very easy to replace it with get by type, uh, which also which was also rena uh, renamed to to be unsafe get by type and. Uh, and uh, the, the unsafe, as we call them, um, uh, queries are getting by type and getting by props because they assert on uh, on certain uh, implementation details of your uh, uh, component that components that you want to test uh, integration of. Uh, but it's not always a bad thing to do it. That's why we leave those APIs uh, because we know there are users that. Uh, uh, that successfully um, test their components or some of the components using um, those queries. So, so we just renamed them, and we don't have plans to uh, to remove those for now. They're shouting at you that it's unsafe, and you basically <laughs> need to know what you're doing. Yeah. Because uh, fun fact is that uh, a lot of developers don't know what they're doing when they're testing. They just want to. Bump their coverage up, so uh, so we wanna make it as easy uh, for them as as possible. So yeah. to to not be 
a an expert in testing uh, just to test your React components. Um, we fixed a long-standing bug in uh, in the get by uh, test ID query, uh, so this this may be uh, problematic in some some cases. Uh, the details are here. You can uh, you can read them if you if you hit those uh, um, edge cases. And uh, we've deprecated and plan to remove the flash micro task queue. Uh, this is very simple helper. It's a one liner. And uh, it's usually not necessary to use it. It's it's better to use find by or wait for. Yeah, uh, and cool. that's um, that's basically it. Uh, um, apart from those um, those applications, we made sure we're compatible with few uh, community libraries, and uh, and this makes us very easy to be super compatible with other. Testing libraries. Nice, nice. Uh, thanks for thanks for running through those uh, changes. I see that the general pattern here is that you're trying to be uh, focusing on the highest level of testing possible without letting or without encouraging people to go deeper and and focusing on like flashing yeah. micro task queue, etc. Like these are the details that you should not worry about. Uh, I see that. Uh, like I like what you said at the beginning that the React Native testing library focuses on testing the apps, uh, the way users interact with it, and users don't care about your task queue or you know waiting for something. Yeah, care about yeah, the, exactly. Uh, the outcome. Cool, uh, Mikey. Thanks for thanks for joining and thanks for you know being the first um, guest on our podcast. Yeah, thank you as well. Um, it's been it's been pleasure and uh, yeah I'm really really looking forward to all the changes that you will be releasing in the future. Again, as I said, I uh, I wish you best of luck. These these are like really great. This is really great work that you've done and you, your team done so far. And I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed for all the great work that you have in plans. And again, thanks for joining and you know best of luck with the developments in the React Native testing library. Yeah, thank you as well. Uh... Thanks for inviting me uh, to this podcast. I really look forward uh, for the next episodes. Uh, really interested in what you have in, in store here uh, for this podcast. So. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, uh, hold on, hold on with being excited because I might call you for being a co-host. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, you never know. You know. I know, I know, I know. You know, <laughs> uh, I know you very well. All right, Mikey. Uh, thanks for thanks for that. Um, I'll I'll let you know when we are up in the air. And uh, meanwhile, have a nice day. And thanks again for your time uh, here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye.